0: Besame besame mucho como si fuera esta noche la última vez Besame besame mucho que Sentirte muy cerca Mirarme tus ojos Verte junto a mí Piensa que tal vez Mañana yo estaré lejos Muy lejos de ti
1: well good evening i am so fondly glad i got to where i am supposed to be I mean, i'm
2: so glad you got there too oh, and safely to boot
1: yes i just have to watch out for the little boo-boo because i understand the hawks will come after him
2: <laughs> oh no yes, no yes. walter boo-boo needs Poor to be
1: protected boo-boo. yes he does <laughs> Oh, so what an exciting week this has been.
2: Oh, tremendous, tremendous. And I'm really excited and thankful for everyone who can join us at our special podcast time, 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, Thanks for the flexibility in that, folks. Um, As Pam had to safely uh, drive to her destination in uh, northeastern Pennsylvania.
1: Tafton, Pennsylvania, on Lake Tafton. Mm-hmm. Oh, the famous Lake willem Yes,
2: I worked with someone who spent her summers uh, at camp on that lake, and she loved it. So Pam's in the wilderness, and it looks like Kenzie said she's also in the woods. Um, <laughs> so uh, Betty, and Betty, of course, isn't in the woods, I don't believe. I think she's in the big city. I'm so apple. happy to see you. the Big Apple. So happy to see you ladies tonight. Uh, Betty said she finally caught up with last week's show. It was really good. Yeah, oh, I'm Betty, so I'm good. so glad you liked it. We loved talking to Jennifer. She's so was so much fun. She is, she is really, really delightful.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I loved hearing the stories behind the stories in the anthology.
0: And they were great.
2: Oh, they were so good. Oh, Kenzie's in Adams, Wisconsin. Cool. Very cool. Of my course, s- I have no idea where Adams is in the sister, state, but I'm going to look it up
1: right my, now. My sister was born in Milwaukee. I lived there for about two years, right off Lake Michigan.
2: You know, I love me some Wisconsin. Not going to lie, I have, I really had a blast traveling through that state.
1: And poor Betty stuck in traffic on a bus.
2: Uh, oh, well, I'm glad you at least have connectivity, so we can, uh, you know, so so you can listen to us, Betty. That's that's a blessing.
1: Oh. Uh, but yeah, so everybody's celebrating the Fourth of July coming up, and so we wish everybody a happy Fourth. And those of you in, in the uh, north north of us, uh, we hope. Canada Day
2: went well for you. Oh my like, gosh! It
1: Looked like it was a lot of fun there. Mm-hmm.
2: It did look like a great fun. Yeah. Yes, Kenzie in the Wisconsin Dells. I was just I was looking up um, Adams, and I see that's where it was. And I have to say, three years ago today, to the date, I was actually in Wisconsin at the Liney Lodge. For those of you who know Line and Kugel beer. Kenzie you might know of that. Uh, they have at their brewery, they have the Liney Lodge. and if you're anywhere near there, Kenzie, swing by there. It's a really neat little place. They have, of course tastings and um, all kinds of shops and things like that. Uh, it's just a really neat um, a really neat presentation. And I'm not even a beer drinker, but I just thought it was fun. And the grounds were pretty and there was a river and all that kind of stuff. But my friend sent me a picture and said, this popped up on my Facebook feed. We were here three years ago today and I couldn't believe it. So, and Kenzie says, I'm glad I get to see my grandpa for the first time in over several years. And I'm currently walking to the dock where my cousin told me there's a massive spider. So that's where she is right now. Oh, you're going to go see Charlotte spinning her web. I love it.
1: <laughs> we had one in our garden uh, two summers ago that was about the size of a quarter.
2: Oh, and my gosh.
1: Yeah, and it's a garden, it was a garden spider. Mm-hmm. I looked it up. But, it, you know, it spun this huge web. I and love it. So Isabella and I were would have this argument because I called it Charlotte, and they she used to watch this show on Netflix uh, about dino trucks or something like that. And there was a, a spider on that, and I forget what they called it, but, but that's what she named, the spider. So, <laughs> <laughs> it, was always, it was always a fun time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, And I'm uh, watching deer run around the road outside, which is cool.
2: As long as you're not driving.
1: <laughs> That's right. And my brother in law will probably be feeding them later on by hand. So he does yeah. do that. But back to the good news we have a cover. Oh, a and what a cover, cover it
2: is. Ladies, what did you think of the cover?
1: Uh, just the pearls. And uh, <laughs> it's also about the storm, where she is.
2: Yes, yes
1: yep and it just I just love the muted figures with the um, the white uh, mm-hmm. you know like sheer curtain with the pearls coming down
2: it was just it beautifully done it was I know good. it is a departure I was curious what people thought because it is a pretty strong departure from the past few covers. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if there'd be any reaction to having such a, um, you know, such a difference. But I loved it. Kenzie says it's violet and simplistic and lovely. I'm so happy. Yes.
1: yes. And I'm so, the yes. in violet, which is great. You know, so it goes with the purple towel.
2: <laughs> yes. Um, and Betty says it looks like a photograph Gabriel would take.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it would.
2: I And I have to say it was just first of all, it is actually kind of funny though as I'm thinking about it. I this when when Kenzie put the word violet out there, I was a member of a sorority in college and our <laughs> our color was violet and white and pearls were our stones. So it's <laughs> as I'm thinking about it, it's kind of cracking me up because. <laughs> <laughs> those were all types of elements in this uh sorority oh, my uh, yeah yeah um but I just thought it was I just thought it was beautiful it was. um and I'm very very happy uh I think the publisher did a great job of selecting the artist who knocked it out of the park um kenzie says i like that because it kind of separates it from the first part of the trilogy Mm -hmm. i kept saying violet and i wonder if he recommended it because it finished his rainbow and julia's favorite color is purple so it really fits that's that's the piece kenzie where i was thinking too i just thought it was really appropriate because it was purple maybe this will be a first of a first of the second part the second trilogy how about that Mm -hmm. i'm putting it out there yes sr I've already put it out there.
1: Well, we know he's working on something cause he, Yes. he's mentioned yes,
2: it. absolutely. And he's got all, bet-
1: all kinds of stuff going on because he, you know, he, he told us that he's very busy mm-hmm. and uh, he's with different projects. So that's that's going to be fun.
2: Yeah, um, and Betty says, "I wonder if this means perhaps the first other books will get new covers, kind of like they did for Fifty Shades." I'm wondering,
1: possibly. Possibly, you know, it would. I, w- I could see it um, once they make <laughs> the Gabriel's Inferno through Flicks. Yeah, they might do something on the cover that way to. Yeah,
2: I'm wondering, or maybe if they'll lift images from that, and uh, you know how sometimes they'll do that with a movie. Mm-hmm. After the movie is issued, they'll have reissue the book with new artwork from the film. Um, yeah, Betty likes how I think. <laughs> yes, trilogy. Another trilogy. Oh. Let's let's. We can do it.
1: We could, and and I'm sure if S R has it in him, he will do it too.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Kenzie says. I also keep thinking. It. what I'm also thinking about, or Kenzie says. I also keep thinking that the covers Julia and Claire's nursery and the. Per- are her mobile. SR seems to incorporate his covers into a scene with his novel, so we'll see. Betty says it's the never ending series. I am all for that, Betty. <laughs> I, although I know SR likes to do these different projects too. So, as uh, Kenzie says, I'm happy with anything. I'll take whatever I can get from him, honestly. Yes.
1: Yes. I think that's all of us <laughs> will do that.
2: So,
1: yep. Um, we, we do know that. Everything is on pre-sale. Uh, I know that Amazon has it, and iBooks and Kobo. Um, I know. I think Google Play has it. I think I saw something out there today for Google Play for the pre-orders. Yes, so.
2: I think so too. Mm-hmm. Get the orders in. I know I had done it for my. Um, I believe uh, I think it's on Barnes and Noble because I think I already da- I already it have on it on Street. for my nook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm Barnes and Noble loyal because my uncle works at the Barnes and Noble in Union Square in New York City. Mm-hmm. Betty, you can go visit my uncle, Billy. <laughs> he's at Union Square. Um,
1: <laughs> he could write a zombie <laughs> apocalypse. Well, he's already said this is the party for the zombie apocalypse is at my house.
2: <laughs> sure. It should be.
1: Yes. I'm sure it will be, no matter what. But it's going to be great. Lori's joined us too. Hi, Lori.
2: And, Yay, um, Lori.
1: So this will be a lot of fun.
2: Yes. So, so glad we, you could join us.
1: We know that uh, pa- Passion Flicks is all set. They definitely are going to be filming, uh, I know definitely in Italy. And I believe Toronto in the fall because there was some question about whether it was going to be in LA or not. But I think it's pretty much Toronto and Italy, which is going to be good. Oh my gosh! I saw the Italy was definitely confirmed by SR. I think last week or the week before.
2: Oh, um, I'm so glad I didn't yeah. see that. Oh my gosh! Of course, like listen to me, like I'm going to be able to go to go to Italy, Italy for the filming. I know. I, oh my God! I went too. I went too. But maybe, maybe Toronto. Well,
1: it's an May- easy drive. It's just trying to pay for the hotel <laughs> and the time. Well, my because- concern,
2: uh, truthfully, my concern is the timing because I, I'm, I have a work slash um, fun trip. You know, my 50 states before 50 mm-hmm. adventure ends this year, and my final trip of that uh, culminates in Hawaii in October. So, yeah. No, no pity. You don't have to put a pity party for me if, if for some reason that is when the filming in Toronto is, because I will be going to Hawaii um, to celebrate my birthday. But um,
1: I'm really hoping it's not in October because I really want to go see it. So well, I know that the film festival starts, I believe, September 5th and that goes for two weeks. Right. And well, they could definitely film it then. But. If I think the uh, man of people, industry people, and um, groups of people that are going to be there it might be difficult. Mm-hmm. I could be. Wondering.
2: How long did they, uh, and <laughs> I'm laughing, I'm reading the things. Betty says, I'll go to Italy in my dreams. Kenzie says, I definitely won't make it to Florence, but I'm hoping for Toronto. I really want to revisit Canada and soon. Amen to that, Kenzie. And Thank Betty says, aloha. Thank you, Betty. Um, I'm actually also going to California for work before going to Hawaii. So, um, so my October. How how long do you think they're going to be filming?
1: I don't know. You six know, I weeks. Was
2: just, I, I was trying know. to remember what the production Usually length was. About
1: six weeks. That's um, what
2: I thought. But okay. I
1: know that um, they said something about um, oh, this last one that they just filmed. For some reason, I think that was only like a three-week,
2: like a real intense.
1: Yeah.
2: Three week. Let me tell you something. Three weeks would be really, and I mean, that's a lot. That's a, that's a lot. That's to film. a lot to film in three weeks. So, but
1: and
2: if it's three
1: weeks, I still might Kenzie's be able to saying do it. She's helping out for Daniel. She may have a sneak peek of Passionflix news. On their Instagram page.
2: Ooh, I'm hoping too. And thank you, Lori. Um, my birthday's in November, but uh, my crazy travel mates and I were all turning fifty. One's turning fifty in September. The other one will be turning fifty when we actually are in Hawaii in October. And then I'm the I'm the baby of the group baby in November. Yeah. <laughs> And Lori said, what did you see, Kenzie? I looked and wondered what you saw. So, yes.
1: I I thought, you, Kenzie, you tweeted something about that, and I went looking for it, and I I just didn't find it. And then I got pulled away by the seven-year-old, and (laughs) so much drama to be seven. (laughs) Did you eat the kitties again? Yes. Why did you do that? (laughs) <laughs> you know you know I want to do that.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: Mean, I said well you were asleep. Well, wake me up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said I'm not waking you up at 5:30 to go feed cats. I love it. I and love she, it. The other morning she got up with me I woke her, I did wake up at 5:30 and, and came down. she was with me and we did whatever with the animals and she's sitting on the couch watching, going to watch either Alpha and Omega or Toy Story or whatever. And um, so we we're going on about that. And next thing I hear, <laughs> I look over and she's passed out on the couch.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that was a good thing.
2: So, I love it.
1: Anyway. I love
2: it when the rest, they're peaceful.
1: Oh, yeah. And I'm I, I'm not sure whether she's starting puberty or not, but oh my God, the attitude! Oh, mm. it's and possible. And the rage that comes bubbling out at the strangest times. So. <laughs>
2: well, she has a lot going on in her life, I think too. She so she does. She does. That can keeps things interesting.
1: Yes, and I and. Uh, premenstrual I was um,
2: yeah I was looking um, Kenzie says she'll link it to you on Twitter Lori so that's good and um, she said Kenzie noted that it was a really subtle um, type of thing that she noted so I'm excited I am too I'm excited regardless of who they select but Daniel would be
1: Daniel would be good
2: would be really good
1: and I'm noticing that they're just starting the casting of another movie right now so I I have a feeling that a lot of it has been cast and I'm sure at this point in time I would hope that a script is done right you know right you're getting closer and closer to the to September so right anyhow Uh,
2: we will see we will see
1: So we better get started.
2: Yes, we need to get started because as I told Pam, I need to try and end right around seven um, if possible so I can go pick up my daughter from work. Um, and, you know, we can talk about uh, the the awesome cover and the incredibly exciting uh, prospect of the film all night oh,
1: because
2: it's very exciting. And, yeah Kenzie also says I believe SR has read and reviewed the script. I agree. Of course my, my theory was they they condom into being at least part of this this the writing team for the script. so yeah,
0: really I
2: story. would love if that's the case, but I digress. Yes. Let's begin get back to our man in the black suit. Oh, the um, which the again, black suit. I'm hoping I'm hoping Passion Flicks would you know pick this up. Someone should pick this up, because this would be a really good one. Mm -hmm. This would be a really, really good one. And um, I think, yeah, I think they could do a really nice job with it.
1: I'm going to digress just one moment. Sorry.
2: Yes, Um, no worries.
1: uh, I was reading um, in the New York Times, uh, this was either yes last night or this morning, an article about um, somebody breaking away from Dubai.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I it, it, I posted it out for us to look out. There's a link out there. Basically, it's a um, one of the wives of the sultan of, of Brunei or Dubai or princess, whatever she is. And mm-hmm. she's having issues um, uh, with what's going on around her, because I think she's wife number six, I think. So what they called the junior wife in the paper. Um, So she's. it it was really interesting because it just just related to me of what Acacia and her mother had to go through uh, when they left. Because there's even a a daughter of one of the other wives who left and they got her back and she hasn't been heard from since. So Mm. I digress. Go look at it. Um, like I said, I, it's on SR's, uh, page, so.
2: And I, yeah, it's, it's, I thought it was really timely that <laughs> given the chapters that we're reading right now too, mm-hmm. um, I just thought it was really, really interesting. And, um, Betty, of course, as we were talking about the script and the, the, the filming of, uh, Gabriel says, my question is who will play the role of Paul?
1: I, that and is a question.
2: <laughs> that is the question. Lori says, we'll find out, Betty. It will be exciting. Yes. I agree, Lori. I totally agree. Um, so we begin chapter 47. You can, As you remember, they really hit an impasse because Acacia was very serious when she told Nicholas that he cannot, he cannot go after and kill for vengeance. It's Mm -hmm. just not that that will indeed turn him into, um, really a monster. And that's not who she, who he is. And she can't be a part of that. And that was for her. That was kind of the deal breaker. Mm -hmm. And she stepped away, ran into the bathroom, needed her space so as we begin chapter 47, Acacia stepped out of the bathroom and Kurt was waiting for her. She wrote a brief note as to why she should not accept the necklace and keep the necklace. And this was the question, this was actually the only question we asked SR this week um, about why did Acacia return the necklace? And SR said... I think Acacia believed she would return. She should return the necklace since the gift was given in the context of the relationship, and since she was leaving him, she thought she should return it. Perhaps it would have been too difficult for her to see it, given what was happening. So, I thought that was very insightful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I do think it would have been a painful reminder. Of her love because she she is in love with him but she she just couldn't couldn't be part of a relationship with someone who um, was out for vengeance so she retrieved her shoes left the necklace and the note grabbed her shoes and purse and headed to the door Nicholas had shut himself off in the bedroom at that point and Kurt escorted her to the elevator hailed a taxi and rode with her to her apartment. You know, at this point, I think, you know, Acacia needed her space. And she just needed to get away. And when they arrived at the building, Acacia paid the taxi driver and Kurt helped her out of the taxi. He went in front of her as they walked in the door. And and these chapters, I felt, were very, very action-oriented. Um... And, you know, I can only imagine how SR had to think through each step, each phase in order to describe what was happening, um, because there was a lot that he packed into these chapters. Mm -hmm. Um, So as they walked into the door, Kurt fell to the floor before he could even retrieve his sidearm. Blood was pooling around his shirt and Acacia screamed as she tried to run away, when a man with a rifle grabbed her arm. She struck him in the throat and kicked the side of his knee, and he fell to the floor. So Acacia, again, you know, this is her worst nightmare that comes true. Um, They are after her, and she was fighting to protect her. Mm -hmm. And I see um, Betty said, I thought, it with the gift, she said, I thought it was like returning an engagement ring. Yes. yes. I, I, I think that's very insightful. And Laurie had said that th- this is amazing. Yeah, yeah, the way he wrote it. I agree, Laurie. Um, so she actually was able to get to this guy. He fell to the floor because he wasn't expecting her prowess in her self-defense. She pushed herself out the door and before she could get her bearings, something heavy struck her lower spine. And she pitched forward, fell to the ground, and before she could catch her breath, someone had grabbed her hair and something sharp pierced her neck. Her heartbeat became irregular and then darkness overtook her. Uh, mm. That was so you know, it was it was her worst was her nightmare. worst nightmare coming true. Uh, very that. short, but a very impactful chapter. Mm-hmm.
1: So we get to the next chapter, and she's, she's like, waking up. She woke up with a start, and mm-hmm. thinking she'd been dreaming, like she was drowning, and that her water was filling up in her lungs, and it was making it difficult to breathe, and then she realized it was, like, the heat and humidity, mm-hmm. and it was making it difficult. It was stifling. And kind so of
2: like it, last week.
1: Uh, <laughs> kind of like this week, too, a little bit. hmm um, but it's no wonder she couldn't catch her breath because of the heat and humidity. And as she stood up, there was a dull ache in her lower back. She also was fighting some nauseousness, and she examined, and she's looking around, and she's examining the room. The room is square. She said that the sun was shining brightly in the room from a window that was really high up on a concrete wall, a cinder block mm-hmm. wall. And she thought it was probably around n- noon, midday, somewhere in there. And she had been unconscious for hours. She was breathing slowly, trying to manage the pain in the heat. The only furniture in the room uh, was a cot and a small table, and with a pitcher of water and a small cup. And when she poured herself a glass to drink it, she noticed that the water was warm also. Uh, she examined the ceiling. The lights were off, probably because of the heat, and uh, which I proceed to tell Isabella to do half the time mm-hmm. um, and then she closed her eyes to listen for any kind of traffic and all she could hear was the rattling of the ventilation system she wondered if the shaft would fit her body and but she thought she, maybe she would try the window first you know, and I
2: thought this was very really interesting because it, it, this demonstrates really how clever I think Acacia is and how she really is a Trying, you know, thinking of every angle that she could go about um, in terms of ways to escape.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And I think also with her uh, self-defense training and her martial arts that her mother had Mm -hmm. provided for, you know, that this is something that her sensei or her teacher probably would have uh, instructed her to do as well. Oh, yeah. She's good that way. So mm-hmm. Ocasio had taken a rock like, rock climbing class. And, uh, you know, those things, it's like you find whatever you can find to grab onto with your feet and your hands. I used to have a friend who who uh, went to SUNY New Paltz up in New York. And oh, yeah? He There was this big cliff or something there that apparently a lot of people like to do rock climbing on. And he's, I remember one morning at about 5 a.m., he was sitting, we were... Leaving a bar, and he's like, Let's go to Newport so we can hang off the cliff. (laughs) Anyhow,
2: I love it. I love it.
1: John was a character. Um, (laughs) So, you know, so she'd taken this rock climbing class, but she hadn't climbed since then. And so she looked at the cinder block and she saw some shallow grooves, and some were more shallow than the others. And the difficulty was greater than her actual skill level, but she was she had no choices. So with a hurt back, um, still dressed in the clothes she had worn with Nicholas, the white jeans and on the mm. shirt, which had a big bla- uh, rip in her blouse. Uh, her purse was gone, and she, but she was wearing black shoes that had no heels, so they would be okay for this, what she was going to do. She hobbled to the wall and she stretched her arms upward, and her fingers reached for a depression she could hold. And she then lifted her foot, ignoring her pain. She found a toe hold, but then when she was trying to transfer her weight from left to right, she was finding that the uh, it's some difficulty. And so, finding a good toe hold, so she would, so she instead flattened her foot against the depression, and. That helped maneuver her, start getting herself up together. And as her hands would go higher, her stomach was scraping the wall. Uh, Then she would start all over again and slowly making her way up the wall. When she reached the windowsill, she strained to pull herself up. And there were bars along the window and also a covering of what looked like plexiglass. But outside, there were large beige pillars topped with arches lining the courtyard. And the courtyard also had a central fountain. Uh, Part of the floor was a mosaic tile, but it was pretty uh, dirty and kind of decrepit.
2: Well, and I see Betty, (laughs) Betty, you're cracking me up. Betty said, this is when I realized my escape plan would probably not work. I doubt anyone would believe I'm dead if I keep sweating while laying on the ground, <laughs> laying still on the ground. <laughs> and she said, I was glad Acacia wore boots with little heels instead of five inch stilettos.
1: Absolutely. Yes.
2: Yes. Although the stilettos probably could have been used as a weapon. That's true. Um, possibly. I don't know.
1: Well, I, I remembered when I was in middle school, this guy came to the, did a assembly. And mm-hmm. talking about a little bit about self preservation and self defense. And
0: mm-hmm. they said, the
1: nice thing is about you girls, you wear these very high, spiky heels. And all you have to do is take it and jam it into the foot behind that if somebody grabs you. And it mm-hmm. will hurt, and it might even break the skin. So. <laughs>
2: A little self-defense uh, class. Yeah, I mean,
1: for a thirteen-year-old who's going to wear five-inch stilettos. I think, so.
2: <laughs> well, nowadays you never know. That's true.
1: Hi, Karen. Welcome. Hey, KK.
2: <laughs> Glad you could join us in our late e- uh, or or our later evening uh, podcast. Um, Betty says you can use the stilettos like a boomerang, but they're terrible for running. Yeah, That's true. <laughs>
0: That's
2: true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and Maite, hello, hello. hello.
1: So glad you could join us. So, uh, could you imagine? I don't. I don't know.
2: I don't know either. Uh, but this was. Oh, it was such a. You know, uh, she's really, really trying to figure out um, what was. Uh, you know, what way she could get out of here. Karen, you, you didn't miss that much. We were talking chapter 47, 48. Mm-hmm. We talked through 47. We're, you know, Acacia now is trying to find a way out from her captors. Mm-hmm. We did gush a lot about the uh, cover, the beautiful cover and artwork um, mm-hmm. for the uh, upcoming Gabriel's Promise. And, of course, we all are very, very excited about that.
1: Um, yeah, and, and he also mentioned that I'd seen a New York Times article about a Dubai princess who was trying to escape from uh, her marriage. And uh, I it just reminded me so much of what Akasi and her mother may have gone through. So it's on SR's timeline. If you want to take a look at it, there's a link to it.
2: Yeah, we were commenting on how... what what impeccable timing it was that we're discussing this chapter and this whole idea of having to escape. Um, and then Pam <laughs> saw that. So, oh, Karen saw it too. A a <laughs> <laughs> I hear Walter boo-boo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You want to have a special guest? We can have the special guest, Pam. (laughs) Yes, Pam. Oh, the other thing, Karen and Maite, is that Pam is broadcasting from the woods. I am. um, In northeastern Pennsylvania. So that's one of the reasons why our podcast is a little later today.
1: Yes, I thought it was going to be a two-hour ride, and it was a three-hour ride. So,
2: Yes, so... (laughs) we're at the point in the chapter and karen no there was not a plash and flicks announcement that we've seen was there pam
1: no, no. Yeah, i've gotten nothing um with it, although kenzie may have thought she saw something on instagram right so.
2: um yes and we keep being told that there's lots of good news coming so I, I would like to say, ladies and gentlemen listening to this, um, definitely monitor your social media feeds because I think there are going to be announcements coming as soon as wow. possible. Um, and yes, Kenzie's also in the woods in Adams, Wisconsin, um, where she's going to be visiting her grandfather. So that's very exciting. That's nice. <laughs> and Betty goes, Pam, are you in the Emerson's home? Perhaps no, in the forest am, walking with I Papa am Richard?
1: About, uh...
2: Yeah, you're probably like two or three two, hours two or three from two hours
1: from where Sullen's Grove is. Or yes. So. Yes. Yep. Yes. She's. But I've escaped the seven-year-old and the thirty-seven-year-old.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so. Yes, Kenzie and Pam are on vacay. <laughs>
0: so.
2: uh, yeah. No, Karen, you you didn't miss anything. You're you're always on top of things too. You're one of the people who find out quickly, I think, um, about all the good news.
1: Absolutely.
2: Yes, Betty's so close, and yet so far. Yes. I agree.
1: I'm off 84. <laughs> That's off 84. right.
2: 84. Actually, yeah. Betty, she's closer to you than she is to me or to Sealands Grove, I'm I think.
1: I'm a half hours from Queens. So yeah.
2: So anyway. Yep. So anyway, um, we are in chapter 48, Acacias casing her uh, situation to try and see ways she could get out. And there was a doorway to the left and one to her right, but there was no other visible windows on the main floor. There were shuttered windows that dotted the second floor with massive palm trees on either side, flanking a tall double door with rusted hinges. Again, SR is being so descriptive. And we can kind of... He really helps helped me to visualize where and how she's feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, based on what she saw, she was likely in the Middle East somewhere. So she she's pretty sure she's been pulled back into that part of the world. And this was then confirmed by the calling to prayer, the muezzin. And her father is the one who must have kidnapped her, was the horrible reality that came upon her.
1: And, and just a- go ahead. Uh, the Muzin, um, just as an FYI, is actually a person who normally in the Middle East, if they're in a minaret, they start yelling out the prayers and they start with uh, Ali Akbar or God is great. And, and, and people have to like recite or think about it when they're praying. So that's it's actually a physical person that does that.
2: Yeah, I knew the minaret was where they were, the location. Mm-hmm but I could not recall I
1: that. It
2: up. From, <laughs> I couldn't recall that from my studying of world religions. Um,
1: I, I, I didn't want to ask uh, Samia, because I ask her every kind of Muslim question I can, mm-hmm. um, and I just feel Ill- illiterate about it, But and that's why I ask her. But um, she also had an issue with Hussar making everything in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. You know, she loved the
2: story, but that's just enough way. Yeah. Well, I I, I know. I think, that. I think I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of different angles to consider.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That and um, I do I see KK that you took your sister to the doctors. I hope everything's doing. I think she, I hope she's doing okay. Um, and I know Lori and Betty were sending well wishes. Mm hmm. So, fingers crossed on that.
1: Absolutely.
2: So, when Acacia realized her father must have kidnapped her, she just was really distraught. And she covered her face, not in prayer, but trying to get her thoughts in order. She knew that Rick would have gone looking for Kurt. And the thought of his vacant stare as he lay on the floor in her apartment building with the blood staining his chest was just devastating to her. And he had promised to protect her in Dubai, and he gave up his life doing just that. She had known so little about Kurt and was wondering if he had a family. She stifled a sob. She told herself to think. She knew she could grieve about Kurt later, but at this point, she really had to focus and find a way out. And this that, just, that was such a heart-wrenching scene when you realize that she she kind of knew the gravity of what Kurt sacrificed for her, but she had to kind of tuck that away and focus on her self-preservation right now. And I, I know that was just excruciating all the way around. Mm -hmm. Um, so Acacia stuck in her cell, looked around the room for a weapon she could use or a means of escape. The cot had slats that held the mattress and she had sheets and a blanket as well as a pillow If she could get out of the window, she could lower herself with a rope made of the sheets, but it was way too small, and the window had bars. Then she considered the ventilation shaft, but she had to figure a way to get the grate off, and she thought that held promise, but she would have to wait until the night to examine it. And she looked around. The door did not have a door handle or a lock that she could see, The space between the door and the jam was very small, and even if she took the slat off of the bed, it probably would be too wide to pry the door open. But that was also something she could try. And then she went into the bathroom. It had a small shower, a sink, and a toilet. And she turned to look at her back, lifting her shirt, and saw the bruise of dark purple and blue. And when she pushed on it, it was quite painful.
1: Yeah, I wondered what they hit her with yeah to leave such a bruise yeah. So as she's in the bathroom she's looking at the mirror and she figures if she smashes the mirror and cuts up some of the sheet or breaks apart some of the sheet and wraps it up she could use that like as a weapon and she'd be able to disable somebody with that uh she also looked in the shower there was shampoo and it had arabic and french writing and so it declared also that it was made in Morocco. So that's kind of where she figured out where she was. But she mm-hmm. knew it was going to be difficult without a passport and money to get back to Europe. Uh, she didn't have Nicholas or his vast network of contacts and diplomatic passports to rely on.
2: Yeah, she was on her own. Yeah, she was. And that would have been a really great resource. To be able to tap into.
1: Exactly. So now she's uh, thinking of Nicholas.
2: Well, of course. And
1: she wondered about him. How was he? Well, how, What was he doing? She also wondered if he was looking for her. She had left him, so if he had washed his hands of her, it would be her fault. But the man she knew and the man she still loved would not do that. And so she truly believed that the man she knew and, and his nobility of character as well as his love for her would not let that happen uh somewhere people were looking for and that bolstered her hope
2: i totally when when i read that passage i don't know about you guys i knew there's no way nicholas was not coming after her like Mm -hmm. as soon as he didn't hear from kurt he would have been gone and he would have deployed every person possible to find her. Um, you just, I that was my take when I was reading it. And Betty had said um, she was in denial and hoped Kurt was still alive, but this scene was a harsh wake-up call.
1: Yeah.
2: Lori said me too. And Karen, very good. She, Karen's sister got her pins out today and next mm-hmm. week she starts, starts
1: PT. PT, that's great.
2: And that is wonderful news.
1: No, I felt the same way about that because I was worried about You know, just the whole concept of losing Kurt and what was Mm -hmm. Nicholas doing and her compartmentalizing. Right. So she's then heard a door open and Acacia moved to the door from the doorway of the bathroom and she saw a young dark skinned man walking into the room. And he was wearing a loose fitting colored clothes, carrying a military rifle. And he spoke in Arabic saying that her father would be returning tomorrow. So she, now she's playing it, you know, Mm -hmm. speaking French so that he saying that she couldn't understand what he was saying. And he's like getting upset saying, well, you know, I was told you'd understand Arabic and uh, right, you know, but she kept repeating saying that she didn't know it. And, uh, Then she dramatically hunched herself over with her back, saying she was hurt, that she was in pain and needed a doctor. Uh, The man was confused, and he left the room, and the door clanged shut behind him. Uh, Yeah, now,
2: I was seeing that Betty mentioned that she could imagine Nicholas punching walls when he found out Akasi was missing. Without a doubt, he would be blaming himself, absolutely, and Kenzie said... The scene made me so sad, Um, you know, the acknowledgement of Kurt's passing. She said I really had enjoyed his character. I did, too. I did, too. I did, too.
1: But, I, I, you know, that's what made it so poignant. When I first read this, I had to put the book down, and I couldn't Mm -hmm. pick it up for, I'm not saying days, but, you know, for for maybe an hour, a couple of hours, just Mm -hmm. to, to let it sink in and go from what was going on from there. But yeah. Yeah, he, had a, he was a great character and he really did hit it off well with Acacia.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, as the, the, the guy leaves the room, he's confused and he's just like clanging with the door. Mm-hmm. He had not seemed angry or, or aggressive, despite the fact that he was carrying the, the, the rifle. And uh, he'd held the door open as he spoke and wondered if he would return, so she waited. After more than an hour, she then heard a clang against the door, and she grabbed the edge of the door, figuring somebody was coming in. She grabs the edge of the door, and she pushes it as hard as she can. And the door caught someone, and she knocked that person over. She leapt over the body of the person, wrested the gum from his hands, and a guard shouted at her at the end of the hall. You know, I could Mm -hmm. just, this I could see on the screen. as She's trying to get out.
2: Oh, absolutely! Mm-hmm. Can visualize this
1: whole sequence.
2: So she sequence. goes to the
1: end of the hall, where and she saw sees a doorway that she thinks is going to get her out to the courtyard. And but just as she got closer to the door, someone stepped in her path. She continued to run, and then at the last minute, she executed a roundhouse kick to the guard's head—not the bottle top roundhouse kick that everybody's doing. That. Well, on yesterday. But, yes
2: I, I was seeing that on social media too and on tv
1: willie willie geist actually liked the uh, tweet that i did today about our podcast so yes yes we thing.
2: i was very excited we forgot to say that in our I in knew, the I the know. news um, oh,
1: well,
2: that was very cool actually
1: so Um, The guy fell to his knees and she struck him on his head with the butt of her rifle and kept running. She got outside and the sun was shining and bright and hot and her steps were echoing across the courtyard. And as she ran past the fountain toward the high wood doors, she yanked the door handle, but it wouldn't budge. Uh, So she, you know, she searched for a lock, then she heard footsteps And she turned around, but before she uh, could protect herself, something struck her on the side. And for the second time, in less than 24 hours, she was in darkness. Mm. So. So
2: horrible. Hey, Kenzie. Kenzie just said, hey, ladies, sorry I have to leave you a bit early. I always enjoy these chats, but it's my aunt's birthday, and it's hard to stay focused on both. But I hope you all have a good night and a happy fourth. Talk you to too, you Kenzie. soon. Kenzie, well, we'll have a too. wonderful so time far. with your family yes, enjoy it. and enjoy the the Dells. So jealous. I love it there. Have oh, have some extra cheese curds for me. Absolutely. And if
1: you put them <laughs> with some french <laughs> fries and some brown gravy, you'll have... Poutine. Oh, my
2: gosh. Poutine. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: so, yes, so... <laughs> so. Betty, Betty was so funny. Um, she had said, "Pam, once again, you're socializing uh, with the elite."
1: Well, yeah, you know, here's the thing.
2: So, tell us the Willie guy story. How did it go down? I was
1: well. First of all, Willie and I go back to the yes, uh, you do to the to the Democratic Convention in Philadelphia when I had a selfie taken with him. <laughs> yes, what can I tell?
2: Um, that was now, the beginning. Did, yes. Hey,
1: Monica, beginning. great to see you. Thanks <laughs> for joining us. So what happened was this, he, he had a guy on, his, on the Morning Joe program. Joe and me were on vacation, so Willie's doing the whole thing. And he had, I forget what his name was, Matthew Goddard, I think, but he does this uh, revisionist history podcast. So they were going around the table, oh, and so-and-so does a podcast, and I have my podcast uh, from Sunday today. And he was going. He was pointing at different people in the crew. Do you have a podcast? Do you have a podcast? So when he was saying this, I I picked up my phone and I sent out this tweet. Well, as long as you're promoting podcasts, we do one for the man in the black suit uh, discussing the book by uh, Ed Sylvain Renard. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he came along and he likes it. He's still on the air. So he must have been in a commercial break when he liked it. So, I love it. So I said thank you, and yes, went on my way. So that's my Willie Geist story.
2: Bringing Willie Geist to SR.
1: Absolutely, we're,
2: we're spreading the good,
1: Spreading the, the good, good news. all the good news. The gospel according to SR. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and it's just, it is exciting. Uh, for those of you who were joining us later, um, Monica, so happy you could pop in. I know it's the end. I, I know the timing is is tough, um, but so happy that you could join us. Yeah, we were talking so. about the exciting the exciting um, upcoming, you know, the fact the cover was revealed mm. this week and SR keeps saying there's more good news coming and we know that Passion Flicks will be um You know, hopefully we'll hear more and more announcements about scripts and casting and filming. And we're very, very excited. (laughs) And I'm looking at Betty now. Betty's comments. So
1: You know, Betty and Barbara (laughs) and I uh, do not really know each other at all. We don't speak. (laughs) And as far as Oprah, well, she does go to Stone Harbor because Stedman's family is from a little town. Uh, called Whitesboro, which is along Route 9 in southern New Jersey. And really? She would be in Avalon um, at least once, once in the month of August with Stedman. In fact, she built this big, beautiful, actually, gospel church that Stedman's mother belonged to, and she provided the funding to create this church. Have I met her? I've passed her. Uh, Patrick actually met her when he was about ten years old because she rented a house in Avalon, and uh, he and a couple of the boys from the beach went up and like, hi, hi, Uh, but I never physically had the opportunity to meet her. So, yes, we are BFFs. <laughs> of course
2: you are, Pam. Uh, yet another, you know, I'm going to say it, ladies. You know, I'm going to say it. Another chapter for the book. Okay, and P.S., I never knew that fact about the Oprah Steadman connection to yeah. Jersey Shore. Um, holy cow.
1: Yeah, the, the town of Whitesboro is um, on the mainland, and it's between uh, Stone Harbor and Wildwood.
2: Okay, I her. know right where that is. Yeah,
1: and it's right off Route Nine, right on Route Nine. He drives through it, and it's a kind of depressed area. Um, mm-hmm. He would have gone to Middle Township High School, and he must have been an excellent student to get out of there to go as far as where he did. He has. So, oh yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, that's that's the Oprah connection. My only wow. Oprah connection. Although I do keep tweeting her too about SR's books to put on her. Book club,
2: I know. I think Oprah would dig it. She's all about those themes. She is forgiveness, uh, redemption, love, kindness. Exactly. This is Oprah's kind of book.
1: Yep. Yep. So
2: <laughs> Betty says, Oh, Pam, you are a living legend. <laughs> Just trying to
1: live my best life. <laughs>
2: That's right.
1: That's right. Some That's all we can I do. do some places I don't, but yes. Oh I, my I, gosh. I decided when I was in my early 20s that I was going to make as many great memories as I could because when I got to be the age I am now, I could think back and say, well, see, you did it.
2: Mm-hmm. That's a good way to approach life. It really it is. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> And there's still there's still a lot more memories to make there, Pam. Oh, absolutely,
1: absolutely. <laughs>
2: oh my gosh! Well, this has been so much fun. Um, one thing that Sr. actually specifically told us is that he wanted to mention um, and wish everybody a great Fourth of July. And he says, please extend my greeting to all the past all the podcast listeners. Uh, wishing everyone a wonderful holiday um, weekend. So we thank SR for that. Betty says Pam can do an episode of Super Soul Sunday with Oprah and discuss the boss's books. I, <laughs> why not? I would love that.
1: Somebody, and she you likes know, your theory. I, you know, I think that would be, and we could go to the um, the Golden Inn in Avalon, and we could sit on the deck watching the the ocean, and she could film there. I'd be happy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I'd be, I'd be happy to, uh, to come help you with any, any, uh,
1: Absolutely. any kind of
2: production issues you need. <laughs> any media coaching? Not that you need any media coaching. Um, I think
1: Nina would, would, would improve? <laughs> <laughs>
2: maybe Nina would pop over.
1: That would be fun.
2: That would be so. fun.
1: Anyhow, so. I am gonna get, my, get ourselves together. We, I hope you all have a great weekend. And for those of you celebrating 4th of July, have fun. And for those who celebrated Canada Day, congratulations. I'm glad it went well for you. And for those not celebrating a holiday weekend this weekend, just have a great weekend anyway
2: so yes enjoy enjoy and be kind to each other
1: absolutely and
2: keep spreading that kindness we need that all the positivity on this planet as we as, ca- we as much as positivity as we can get so absolutely. Absolutely. and yes Betty I agree with you I would lose my mind if I saw Oprah in person um, actually I did see Oprah in person I went to um, her one of her weekends and I did lose my mind then it was really awesome But to see her walking down the street, to see her walking down the street in Avalon, I think I would fall over. Yes.
1: you know, she's a normal person just like everybody else.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Anyway.
2: And everybody have a great holiday weekend. And Monica, yes, Monica, I forgot to even reference that. But Monica said she'll be at home for Stranger Things tomorrow
1: uh Oh, Stranger Things three.
2: Stranger Things three. Uh, whoever is involved, or whoever has watched the first two seasons—that's right. People have been waiting months and months for this. I have to binge season so <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that, now, now <laughs> Betty now says, "I need to write a book." Yes. I would like to write. I might be. I have some ideas, Betty, but not not in the romance category. This would be this be real life stuff so
1: and, and kk
2: says she needs a vacation
1: and don't forget paperback writers is yes
2: yes if you haven't had a chance to read those stories yet please do,
1: do all right all Kim. right. so i'm happy leave you with a little duke ellington and john coltrane oh, i love in it a sentimental mood have a great weekend see you next week gang
2: take care everyone